This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Idea City Podcast. For more information or to watch talks online, go to ideacity.ca or check out the Idea City channel on YouTube. Hello, and welcome to Idea City on the Air. By the end of the next half hour, you'll be inspired and enlightened by the world's biggest ideas, innovations, and breakthroughs as you hear about them in talks from the planet's smartest people. Moses Neimer's three-day annual Idea City conference in Toronto has been called Canada's premier meeting of the minds, and we're glad to have your mind with us. In this episode of Idea City on the Air, we will be featuring a talk on the invention of the Alinker Mobility Aid by Barbara Allink and a performance by singer-songwriter Krista Couture. Now, let's join Moses as he introduces Barbara to the stage. I first met Barbara Allink um, when she sent me a note of introduction we were being introduced by a mutual friend. I'd lost touch with him and learned from Barbara that he'd had a terrible setback, in fact, a, a heart attack probably, which uh, rendered him dead for about eight minutes. He came back too, uh, but we learned, they learned, he learned that uh, he was paralyzed, uh, that something had happened to his spine and that he no longer could uh, could function. Um, in his recovery, he came upon the bicycle that uh, Barbara A. Link has developed. Please roll it out here. And the thing about it is that there are no pedals, as you can see. You actually pedal it with your own feet. But that it renders the person who's sitting on it at real height. And according to John, this device, the Allinger, has given him back his life. This is Barbara Alling. Over my dead body, I will ever use one of those. That is the sentence my mother said when she pointed at some elderly people using mobility devices. That is also the sentence that started a four-year design process, ultimately resulting in the Alinker. Because I understood with that sentence that mobility devices actually emphasize the disability. And that's just wrong. So, why is the Alinker so different? When I was eight years old and my father was 45, he died. His death confronted me with life. Life ends, we're vulnerable, we're not invincible, and it gives life value, it makes it real. Over the years, I met many people that were also confronted with life, in all their own ways. People were diagnosed with MS, they lost their limbs in traffic accidents, they had diabetes, and they all lost their mobilities in some kind of way. I met incredible people beautiful people, courageous people, who all shared very, very similar things with me, but they all feel often dismissed, 
judged by the sum of their physical appearances. Mobility devices are mostly designed as a technical solution for a body with a problem. They're not designed for us and how we want to live our lives. They're not designed for our user experience. This is prototype number one, December 2011. And I cannot imagine that this is a very painful, other, a painful experience for Tom because the saddle was not existent yet, it was just a piece of plywood. <laughs> Tom is 82 years old. He gets on it and something happens in his face. And he flips around his cap and he starts leaning forward and he starts running. And he said, oh my God, I haven't run in 20 years, I can run again. I thought, oh. If this guy, 82, can run, then this is more than just a better device for my mom. This is Haruna, prototype number four, June 2012. Haruna has muscular dystrophy and has never walked in her whole adult life. Haruna got herself onto the Alinker and as she slowly started moving her legs, she started walking. And she kept saying, I feel so tall, I feel so tall. And I thought, wow, if this woman can feel her muscles, be at eye level, and walk, then there's many people in wheelchairs that could possibly have you know, a similar kind of experience. And then recently we met Lucy, I'll call her Lucy. So Lucy is a young woman with a future ahead of her, has a job, has a family, has a boyfriend, everything going for her until she gets hit by a car and she loses a leg. Her whole support system around her collapses and she loses her boyfriend, she loses her home, she loses her family, she gets separated from her children and she's homeless in the streets of Vancouver. There is nothing wrong with Lucy. There is, however, something wrong with us and how we fail each other. We're not invincible. We're all mortal. That's the one thing that we have in common with each other. And that is an incredible opportunity to truly meet each other. Thank you very much. Thank you. 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 Thank loss of a leg to cancer, loss of two children, and loss of a marriage. Krista Couture picked herself up and started to make music again. There she is. Thank you, hi. I am Krista Couture. Gosh, my name in lights. <laughs> And uh, in the Idea City program, I'm titled a cyborg chanteuse. Uh, I am those things. I am a singer-songwriter. I am a non-fiction writer. I'm a half-breed Cree from Northern Alberta. I'm a mother. <laughs> Woo, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm an amputee, among other things. So the amputee part, I lost my leg when I was 13 years old in what was a stroke of very good luck, actually. 
I'd been diagnosed with Ewing's sarcoma when I was 11. Ewing's is a type of bone cancer. And after chemotherapy and radiotherapy failed, the surgery was the cure. And you, you maybe have cancer now, or you have had cancer. You certainly know many people who have and do. You have lost at least one dear person to you, to it. And I have two. And, you know, in those two years that I spent in and out of the uh, pediatric oncology unit in what is now the Stollery Children's Hospital in Edmonton, a lot of the friends that I made there, they died during that time that I was there. So I knew at the age of 13 and outliving some of my friends that I was incredibly lucky that there was a way out of the cancer that I had for me. So a lot has happened since, um, and it's been only two years since I started calling myself a cyborg. <laughs> and I started doing that when I got a new kind of knee component, um, a microprocessor knee. And uh, specifically, I have the Oser Rio 3 model. And what the microprocessor does is it takes 90 readings per second to gauge where I am in my gait cycle, and it provides resistance based on that information. So the knees that I had for 20-odd years before this one, if they were bent at all and I put weight on it, it would collapse. And the microprocessor knee, what happens if it's bent and I put weight on it, it provides resistance. So what that means is that I don't fall as much as I used to, <laughs> which is really great. And that translates into uh, being able to walk down inclines in stride. Uh, I can navigate uneven terrain much more easily. And my favorite part is that I can now go downstairs step over step instead of one at a time. So this piece of technology, it totally transformed how I am physically in the world in a way that I didn't even know was possible. I thought after 22 years, I was a pretty high-functioning amputee. I thought it was as good as it gets, but uh, this totally upped my game. So cyborg, to be a cyborg, that is, of course, a mix of biology and technology. If you wear glasses, um, you could call yourself a cyborg. <laughs> but uh, once it became that part of my body needed to be plugged in at night because it's battery operated, um, I thought I would embrace the term. And I was also given a piece of really good advice from a great drag queen, and that advice was, if you can't hide it, decorate it. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's really good advice. <laughs> Because it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a secret that I only had one leg, but it was something that I had kept hidden. Um, the way that I dressed, the, the finish that I had on my prosthesis for all of those years, I was trying to pass for a two-legged person. So in my decision to come out as a cyborg, I decided that I would decorate the leg. And in getting this made and putting this out so uh, visibly, not only have I been experiencing a new level of physical ability, I've also been starting to have totally new interactions with people about disability. Um, every day, people come up to me just to tell me that they think it's beautiful, or to ask me how it was made, or how does it work, or they want to take a picture because their cousin's an amputee. <laughs> and so this leg, not only is it my favorite accessory, truly, I think it goes with everything. <laughs> um, it's also become part of some of my favorite conversations, and those conversations are with curiosity, and they're about creativity, and really, I think those conversations come down to celebrating our differences. Coming up after the break. What are we are? We are artists here.
Welcome back to Idea City on the Air. You're listening to Krista Couture's performance. I'm going to play a couple songs for you. Uh, I'm going to play you two songs about hope. They are uh, from two different sides of hope. And, you know, cyborg, half-breed, writer. I recently also called myself uh, an advocate for hopelessness. But I should clarify that I don't, I don't mean that I'm rooting for hopelessness. <laughs> Not exactly. It's just that I firmly believe in telling it like it is. And uh, I wrote this song when I was very tired of hearing the expression, um, there's always hope, because I actually disagree with that. I would offer that there is often hope. <laughs> I think frequently, many, many occasions, it makes sense to be hopeful. But another thing I learned when I was 13 from those kids down the hall who weren't as lucky as I was that sometimes there is not hope. And I just, uh, I just wanted the people around me to be okay with that. Cause I am well acquainted with the hopeless situation. I'd go as far to say that we're good friends. And we hang out on the corner with our other good friend, Sorrow. Waiting through the day until it ends Until the streetlights are ignited And the parking lots Are emptied of their travelers from the day Among the city-planted tulips and forget-me-nots What are we? Are we artists here? What are we are? In the soil that I was planted In the sun I took for granted My roots and stem were severed from each other My waking is to weep My comfort is to sleep But I'm not lonely here For loss became my lover She is charming and disarming And she likes to dance Around the garden of our floundering family tree My love for her is something no one seems to understand What are we are? We are artists here What are we are? We are artists here When the sunset heads for cover And the lovers turn their hearts to meet each other in a kiss When the autumn leaves are gathered and are set to burn What are we, are we, artists here? What are we, are we, artists here? What are we, are we, artists here? Cause I am well acquainted with the hopeless situation I would go as far to say we are Squeaky, squeaky. 
That's the sound of prosthesis on piano bench. Uh, so that song is called Hopeless Situation. Um, this song is called Aux Oiseaux. It's from, from the more hopeful side of hope. Uh, there's a French expression, Je suis aux oiseaux. Um, I'm with the birds, I'm among the birds. And it's a kind of, uh, it's a kind of happiness, elation maybe. Uh, I don't speak French, I should tell you that. <laughs> Despite my surname, but I've been told. So uh, I wrote this song because it's, uh, for me, what I think where hope comes from, for me, is being in it together. And when I lose hope, it's when I feel very alone in the world. So this is about, uh, this is about us. It's about moments like this. So thank you so much for being in this moment with me. I'm going to leave you with this song. Closed, closed, closed. The signs on the windows, they go. We're closed, closed, closed. And you, young thing, you better get home. And I blush. Young thing these days, not so much. I feel old, old, old. I feel the years of the world in my bones. But I'm not fussed. I know what I am and I'm not. I know what I can and cannot. I know what I have and I want. Mm -mm 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 -mm. What I want, what I want is to hold, hold, hold and not have to let go. And when death comes, I want to say no. But don't judge. I've been through a lot. I don't say that to say that you've not. Think that we both been cut up mm -mm, We both have, we both have But guess what? Guys, guess what? here in this dump <laughs> if together is all that we've got it's enough for us not to give up mm. Mm. don't give up don't give up and we'll go 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 I see us where shadows grow where you sweet don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up.
Thanks for listening to Idea City on the Air. Catch Moses Neimer's Idea City Conference live every June in Toronto or on regularly scheduled radio and TV shows throughout the year. And find hundreds of talks online every day at ideacity.ca. For more information about Idea City, find us online at ideacity.ca, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or youtube.com slash ideacity. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.